0: and finally to get in touch please send your emails to contact at one man podcast.com you send it i read it on the podcast that's the deal thanks for listening guys and i hope you enjoy this week's episode hey it's paul meyerhog from the comedy network and
1: comedy central you're listening to the one man podcast
0: yeah it's josh williams and welcome to the one man podcast episode number 111. 111 for wednesday june 26 2019 how you doing onesies how has your week been i am back on the good microphone this week not recording this live from the car or anything like that no 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 i am doing it like a good bitch from my room with the good mic oh and what's that good bitch segment hasn't been around for a while has it i've been very distracted and not feel like much of a I will talk about being a good bitch this week, or maybe I won't, maybe I'll forget. I am not doing it with notes in front of me. I haven't done that for a little while and I'm trying not to be like, and then on Monday I did this on Tuesday. I did this. Nope. I'm just gonna tell you guys what's going on with me. Uh, I saw a movie. I have been working some more BA gigs, Um, you know, not doing a whole heck of a lot of the comedy, but, uh, but doing a lot of personal care stuff. Um, So yeah, that's what I'll be talking to you guys about this week. I hope that you've had a good time between your, uh, you know, last, uh, last listens, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope uh, a lot of people reach out to me going, Hey man, I had one Oh nine downloaded, but it's not there anymore. Yeah. Sorry guys. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta listen to them when they're fresh. I guess I didn't realize that I thought the people who had downloaded it, uh, had a good solid copy of it. Um, you know, until you listen to it, a lot of, a lot of podcast streaming things. Like once you listen to it, it deletes itself. That's happened to some people. And then, of course, some people are like, I had it on my phone, but when I clicked on it, it's like episode unavailable. They're like, well, what the fuck? I thought I downloaded it. Anyways, so just, uh, you know, trying to, to do a little bit of last minute mop up. You know, you do a, you do a wet mop and then you do a dry mop. Well, I'm doing the, the dry mop on 109. Someday it will be back. I promise you that. Um, I'm not a big fan of censorship. Um, but, uh, for, like I said, the time being, the foreseeable future, no 109. Um, but here's 111, guys. 111. Never forget, uh, <laughs> episode one of them. Can you believe this? hundred and eleven of these still right as rain on time. And, um, you know, I think a couple times, you know, I, I put out episodes I wasn't keen on or just like a, Hey, nothing right now. There'll be something on this date. Um, so as long as I've had something there for you on the Wednesday, I still feel like I'm keeping my, haven't been late streak alive. I have been right on time to disappoint a few times, <laughs> but never. Never just nothing. You never just wake up and I'm not there. You're like, he, he, he's always there. He, he, he's never at this late without calling. He, he always calls. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm going to be here for you for a very long time, guys. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, what, what did I do last week? Let's, uh, let's go back and uh, try to think of some things. So let me start off by saying that I've been doing quite well, not perfect and very far from it, but quite well at uh, eating well, eating well. And doing some exercise. Um, I went to the gym twice this week with my buddy Peter later in the week, of course. Um, but to the gym, um, I, uh, I was sure to, you know, have a, like light breakfasts. Um, I've been cooking with spinach and things like that. So like in the mornings, like having like eggs and spinach. The last couple of days, I've just been having oatmeal in the morning. Um, None of this is funny. It's gross. As a matter of fact, some of it's just sitting there boring, but I'm actually, after a few days, starting to get real good. I told you guys I was on my way to buy a vegetable steamer last week. Well, they didn't have it. Uh, They had, uh, what did they have? They had, uh, I had to buy it online from them. Sorry, I lost my train of thought because I was trying to think of what night I went and barbecued. Uh, I went barbecued with Crystal and Michaela. And uh, what happened was they didn't have the steamer I was looking for, so I had to buy it online so that they would order it to my house, but they gave me like an, it's weird. If you buy something from bed bath in the store, but online, like you're in the store and you order it from them, they charge you less for shipping than if you were ordering it from at home and online. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a small consolation price for being in the store and they don't have what you're looking for or whatever. But, um, I bought that there steamer, but because I was in the store, I drove all the way out there and I was like basically leaving empty handed I'm like, you know what? I gotta get something in bed. Bath had these nice little barbecue sauces. So I think I snagged one of those bad boys. And then I, uh, and then I went to Crystal's house. I think later that day, I could be wrong, but we, uh, we cooked the sauce and it was quite good. Um, I don't know if I told you guys this crystal whipped up this really cool. Like I think one night we were we were having chicken on the barbecue. I've been barbecue. I'm a bit of barbecuing son of a bitch. Um, I've been a good bitch in that regard. If barbecuing all the time is a bad thing. I have been a grilling, but um, one of the nights Chris and I were hanging out, um, there was no barbecue sauce. And she whipped up this fucking amazing barbecue sauce. She like took like ketchup and, and garlic powder and like soy sauce and this like sweet chili sauce. And she made probably one of the most bomb ass barbecue sauces I've ever had in my life. Um, it was so fucking good. Uh, and she just put it on chicken, like just these frozen chicken breasts. Holy fuck was it over. It? And extra thing that I'm not very good at. So, Okay. Let's let's talk about barbecue. It's barbecued season, and fuck it, I'm positive, right? So what are you gonna do to show me for? I'm I'm often complaining about something. I'm not complaining. I am singing praises right now. Very excited. So just fucking go with it, all right? I um when I when I barbecue, I'm right when I barbecue, I'm gonna take my fucking watch off for this one. I gotta get into this shit. Um, when I barbecue, I base the um, I base whatever I'm doing first. So it's usually burgers, all right. But I'll like I'll I'll rub them down. That was also something, by the way, I bought a bed bath, just, just, just so I give you every last little piece of useless information. Um, I bought like those silicone, uh, like basting brushes, you know, like the rubber ones, uh, bristle brushes are a giant pain in the ass. If you're, if you're basting anything with like any kind of oil or, or greasiness to it, um, those things are fucking impossible to get all the shit out of. You know what I mean? Maybe, And you know what, if you got a, a trick for it, then you fucking tell me, what do you do? You put a, f- a cup full of water with soap in it, just sit there and soak it Gross. I don't even think that would work too. You get some of it out, but you're, you're always, whatever. Tell me what you do. All right. You chefs listening. Tell me what you do. So there's that. Um, and then we had, we had like two hair in the house like a, like a plastic bristle one. And then like some fucking horse hair. It looks disgusting. It's like a Brown, old wooden handled thing. I'm pretty sure that like they found it, uh, after the civil war, this was like the the very first barbecue brush of all time. It looks gross. But yes, you can't, you can't clean the shit out of them. So, uh, crystals had one for a couple years now, like this really good plastic one, the, the silicone bristles. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying those. So I bought three of those. They were three for $5 and that was quite good. Oh, oh God. Things are vooing vo- at me. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's good news. I'll share that with you guys later. There's a confirmation for something that I'll share with you a little bit later on. Um, or I'll forget. <laughs> That's what it's like with memory issues. So I have uh, two things that I hopefully will remember to tell you guys about later on. Being a good bitch and this cool little piece of information. Anyways, um, what the fuck is wrong with my head? Okay, so silicone basting brushes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Crystal has one of those. I'm feeling like that might be part of the 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 XP. So she made this bomb ass sauce, and then she cooked these frozen chicken breasts. Holy shit! Uh, I have never been able to a cook a piece of chicken so well in my life. These things were like cooked perfect. They were still moist and soft. Oh God, it was amazing. And she can get the barbecue sauce to stay on the meat. Does anybody else have this issue? You baste the piece of meat and then when you go to flip it or whatever, all the shit runs off of it. You know what I mean? Like Crystal had it so that both sides were like nice caramel, caramelized sauce and obviously you, you would think, well, why don't you ask her how she did it? Yeah, I'm going to. All right. We, we chat and uh, I, I talk about other things. I forget to ask about stupid things like cooking chicken and basting, but do <clears throat> you guys have that issue? You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't know. I like, I like seeing it come off the barbecue and the sauce is still on. It's all caramelized on the outside. And you're like, I can't wait to get all my sauces just run off, you know, the, the, the chicken or the burgers sweat. And then the sauce just runs off the side. I'm like, all right, well, I still base the shit out of them, but <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like I'm doing it wrong anyways. So she made the sauce. She went the chicken. That was fucking amazing. But we bought this, uh, bought this sauce called, I think Rufus Teague made a sauce is what it's called. It was at Bed Bath. Bed Bath has all this great uh, seasonal stuff. So yeah. Uh, and I went, I bought some more later this week cause I'm like, fuck If This is just seasonal and this is a really good sauce. I don't want to miss my opportunity to, to have a few of them. So I think the whiskey maple sauce we tried, and then I've been using the uh, touch of heat, here at the house. Great sauces. Um, But ever since I started using my basting brushes here, I am much happier with how much sticks to the outside of the burger. I put a little, uh, watched some YouTube videos, you know, a few weeks back. So now it's, uh, you know, real hot barbecue. I used to think that if you had the barbecue on too hot, it was going to cook it improperly. Nope. You got to have the barbecue nice and hot according to several YouTube videos. A little bit of uh, olive oil on the burger itself. And then, uh, salt and pepper. Those are the things that you need to start with. And then you put it on the grill, boom, put your sauces and shit on after that. So I'm having fun, a uh, grilling. We did that. Uh, I bought, uh, so today was the first day I actually used my, uh, my steamer. It came today, of course, recording. as was always on Tuesday. Um, yeah. And I, and I steamed some vegetables after going for a very, very long walk. I went for a six kilometer walk today. Um, so that's my, let's put this, let's put that. This is a good bitch thing. i am being a good bitch. As in I am, uh, right. Like we talk about, let me, let me give you guys a little fucking refresher since we did the good bitch segment once. All right. I am going to continue to, to broadcast my being a good bitch in the sense that this last week I was a good bitch because I went to the gym. I was a good bitch because I've been eating better. Um, but I was also a good bitch. You know, like I said, good bitch could be two things. Good bitch is, is, uh, doing something good for yourself or alternatively being a good bitch is exactly that is doing something you didn't want to do you know what I mean? For, for someone or, or something or whatever, you know? And you're like, ah, fuck, I really didn't want to do that. I was a fucking, I was a good little bitch for that person. Wasn't I? So one of them is a positive, One of them is a negative. You know, you can be a good bitch for yourself or you can be a good bitch for something else that you're not as happy about. So, um, <clears throat> I am doing uh, BA work again in lieu of, uh, working at the airline there. So, um, I was a good bitch in the sense that I was doing stuff. I wasn't, wasn't loving, um, I, I do love getting the work and I love that my company just, you know, as soon as I say, Hey, can I get that? They're like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, so hats off to, you know, karma and, and splash and, uh, and now I'm working for, I have a little bit of issues with a brand new one I did on Sunday. I've been trying to get paid and we got a million, you know, uh, checks, checks in the mail, 99 problems. I'm not loving what's going on with that. I've dealt with that most of the day, but, um, Well, most of the last two days, I got to be honest with you. So we'll see. They got a few things for me coming up this week. And uh, I got to be honest with you, if I don't get paid or have a resolution, I don't think I want to do them. I'm not going to go giving these people a chance to take all my weekend time and then, uh, you know, give me the old, uh, fuck you right in the button, the old, uh, the old, uh, baloney not rogering. So having said that been a good bitch by doing shit. I'm not loving to make the money, being a good bitch in the sense that I am going to the gym. I am, uh, I'm eating right, you know, uh, making sure like I have, I have fucked up a little bit in the sense that I'm like, I'll wake up in the morning, eat something and then I go do a bunch of shit and I don't eat all day. And, uh, I've said before that I'm still doing the Invisaligners. As a matter of fact, Sunday marked the halfway point, um, in my, uh, quote unquote treatment, my smile journey. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have 15 sets of aligners and the halfway mark of set eight was Sunday. So you can do your own math on that, but, uh, that was the halfway point. So I'm over the halfway point. Now I've got, uh, you know, less trays to go than I've already used. So I'm excited for that, but out and about trying to eat food. Um, these sort of, these sort of stop you. Um, there's been a few times where I've, I've eaten something and then been like, fuck, I can't really clean my liner. So I, like rinse my mouth out with water, put them back in. And by the end of the day, the shit that you see in them is disgusting. Um, just in the sense that you can see that there's like buildup of stuff like plaque on the invisible liners on the inside. Um, not trying to be gross, but I basically, I clean them, you know, three times a day. Like I've got these, you know, denture tablets, basically like retainer cleaners whatever. So I've got this cup. I fill it with water, throw the retainer thing in. I, I clean my aligners every time I eat a meal. And then of course, when I'm done eating, I brush my teeth, pull them out nice and fresh and clean. Like everything's clean, 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 clean. Well, I had an activation on Sunday where I was out in the heat. I got a nice burn on my face, my neck and my arms, uh, cause I was, it was way too early and I'm way too dumb. Uh, you know, walking outside like, okay, make sure I bring some snacks and some water and I'm going to be outside. So dress like lighter clothing. That was about it. I didn't think, oh, sunscreen. Oh, hat. Oh, bug spray. Oh, you know, meals I can eat. Oh, bring my toothbrush or whatever. So I was just dumb. I was just dumb on Sunday. And now it looks like I might not even get paid for it. So, oh, buddy, that fucking hurts. But I'm basically just yeah, keeping, keeping the invisaligners clean. They are frustrating and they make it difficult to eat on the go. So one of the issues I'm having is I'll eat in the morning, something nice and light, uh, just to get me started. And then I'm out all day and I'm not really eating because i you know, can't take my shit out and brush it and clean it and all that stuff. So, uh, and then I come home at night and then I make like, you know, two burgers for dinner and then I can't breathe afterwards. But, uh, I will say this, the numbers are creeping down on the scale as a result. And then, like I said, I went to the gym. I've gone for walks lately. I took uh, my dog Chase for a two-hour walk today. He was dying afterwards. I actually went with my dad for uh, the walk. He brought uh, Bella, my mom's dog. So I told you guys before, my dog pretty much spends all of his time over at my mom's place. But I went over to walk him today, and uh, my dad was there. So I took them out. Two-hour walk. Man, was it long. It was hot. I I set some sort of record on my watch for... uh, you know, uh, longest, longest recorded. Cause I'll get like, I don't know if anyone else notices that, but if you have like an Apple watch or a Fitbit, I don't know how Fitbits work, but with the Apple watch, you can be doing an exercise. Like the same thing happens to me when I'm at the gym on the elliptical, but you can do a two hour walk or, you know, sorry, you can be on the, the, the elliptical and you can be on there for like 20 minutes. And eventually it's like, Hey, are you working out? And you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. They're like, Oh, let's start recording it. And then it starts recording it as of the moment that you recognize it. You know, I wish it was like a PVR where it's like, oh, we've noticed for the last 20 minutes, your blood has been up. Do you want us to record all of that? You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. If you, thanks for, sorry, I forgot, but thank you for recognizing it. So yes, go ahead and record all of the last 20 minutes and continue recording going forward. Instead, they just go, oh, okay, well, let's start you now. And I'm like, fuck. So I feel like the last couple of times I was at the gym, I basically missed out on you know, a bunch of exercise that I was doing because it didn't record for that. Anyways, who gives a fuck? That's not funny or interesting, but maybe it is. Maybe you guys are going through it. So today I recorded it right when I started walking and, uh, and had me at about five, 5.9 5. something kilometer walk and was like, congratulations, you've beat your longest outdoor walk goal ever. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm sure I've walked more than that, but this was the time that I was thinking about tracking it. You know, it's all about the minor celebrations, guys. You got to feel good or you stop doing it. Um, I've had, um, I've had a lot of support as of late and I'm very grateful for it. Um, and I don't want to disappoint those who are, who are being supportive, you know? So I, uh, I'm, I'm keeping doing it guys. I'm, I'm still being a good bitch and getting out there every day exercising. I am eating, you know, vegetables and I'm eating lower quantities of, of stuff, really not snacking or, or drinking bad shit or whatever. So I'm, uh, you know, as lame as I feel saying it, I am proud of myself and I want to keep going. um, I'm enjoying being outside. And as much as I haven't done a shitload of comedy work, um, I think I'm going to be in a better state mentally to work on comedy when I feel good. Cause just, uh, you know, times are, times are tough for all of us and, uh, blah, 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 I don't know. You got to keep getting back on the horse. And right now, um, I feel like I can get up on that horse a lot easier with less weight on me. So, um, right now health is taking the, 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 you know, center stage, but, but comedy is not, uh, not being forgotten as well. So I may as well mention to you guys that, um, a good friend of mine who, uh, who I saw last year in Halifax was last year, two years ago, almost now. Jeez. Um, my buddy, Matt, uh, has been in touch with me lately and, um, shout out, shout out as always to the Nova Scotia onesies. You guys are absolutely fantastic. I appreciate each and every one of you Halifax or sorry, not Halifax. Keep saying Halifax. Nova Scotia is number one in terms of Canadian downloads again. So way to go Nova Scotia onesies. I appreciate you guys. Um, Matt was mentioning to me that he works in a restaurant, uh, and, uh, they're celebrating a 50th anniversary this year. So he's like, why don't you come down and, uh, and maybe do a podcast with the owners. Maybe we can do this, especially since so many of your listeners are from Nova Scotia. And I was like, you know what? That is an absolutely fantastic idea. Um, but it's a long drive. It's a day, day there, a day back. And uh, as much as I'd love to do that just for the sake of a podcast, I'm like, you know what, if I can make some money while I'm out there, um, I would love to do that. So I reached out to, um, the yuck yucks in Halifax. Um, and I'm waiting to hear back. I have not heard back from them. That was a few days back. Uh, actually, I actually think it was Saturday if I'm not mistaken. So it being Tuesday, I haven't heard from them yet, but I don't know how often they go into that email address. So, um, Just want to say, uh, you know, Halifax onesies, if you guys want to see me come out there and do uh, stand up, send me an email, contact the one man podcast.com. Let me know that you'd like to, to see me out there and better yet. Um, I'm going to give it a couple more days and then on next week's podcast, I'm going to ask you guys to start emailing them and asking when, uh, yours truly is coming out because that would make a huge difference for me. Sometimes, you know, when you're doing that, uh, never hurts to get in the booker's ear and say, Hey, we want to see this guy. Can you bring him in? So Yeah. Um, I want to know how many of you guys want to see me out there. And then, uh, you know, if I get a response from you guys, then I'll, I'll push even harder. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, thank you, uh, Matt. So basically what I'm saying is I'm going to try to make a trip out there work so that I can go out there and record a podcast with the business owners, give some love to my East coast onesies and, uh, and then maybe do some shows them out there. I've never performed in Halifax before. So uh, as much as I've been out there to visit a beautiful place, I have never performed stand up comedy in the area. So I would like to do that. Very much like to do that. And, uh, and while I'm on the subject, any of you guys anywhere, if you're listening and you have an idea and you want to do something, you know, I love you email me, message me, tell me, you know, Hey, what, you know, we've got this going on out here. Maybe you can be a part of it. You know, help point me in the right direction guys. Cause I would love to come out and meet you all personally. Um, anywho, so that's something that's in the works. I don't have anything concrete on that. I know that I'm basically looking to see when a time I can get booked out there. And then while I'm at it, I will go and do that podcast and, uh, you know, make the trip, um, you know, I don't want to say lucrative, but at least, uh, you know, break even go out there for a weekend and, uh, and hang with the, the Nova Scotia onesies. Oh, I feel like I'm prattling on guys, you know, higher energy. I'm doing this later in the evening than I would like to. It's been a long day. Like I said, I'm kind of doing payroll stuff and I've got some new, new gigs, you know, I'm working for some new, uh, new BA companies as well. It's kind of cool that a lot of different companies are interested in working with yours truly. It's a good feeling, you know, uh, still haven't found my calling in this big old world, but it's nice to be able to just go, Oh, I'm wanted. I'm loved, (laughs) but, uh, but things are good. So I guess let me just summarize real quick. All right. Eating better, working out, being a good bitch, uh, working. I'm, I'm still filling my calendar with BA stuff. So, you know, I've got some, some really good comedy weeks coming up in August. That I'm very excited for I got a great comedy week coming up in November. Um, so just a reminder to you guys, I will be in uh, Toronto at absolute comedy for two weeks in August. Um, so, so, you know, mark it off on the calendar. My people in the London, Ontario area, Toronto area, you know, everybody who's in the surrounding, you know, the, 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 the GTA or maybe an hour or two way, um, come see me, come see me. I will get you free tickets you know get a hold of yours truly and I will try to get you some passes for the uh the club. I know that reds in the area ish it's like 2 hours but but the area so maybe maybe I can see her and John. That would be great. Uh I got uh got cam in London as well. Maybe you guys can carpool. <laughs> Save yourselves some money. That way most of you can get loaded. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, what else I got going on in terms of like that kind of stuff. Like I said, I saw a movie that I'm pretty, uh, I thought was pretty good. Let me get into it. I, uh, I'll, I'll do this before we move into like the, uh, the, the sponsor section. I don't have a ton of stuff to tell you guys this week. And like I said, I'd rather keep it short and sweet than long and boring. Um, I went and saw child's play with, uh, with Crystal and Michaela. And so it's a remake. If you guys are fans of the original Chucky movies, this is a remake And in this one, there is no serial killer stuck in a doll. That's not how this one works. The reboot with Child's Play, they've got Aubrey Plaza in it, who's like apparently very, very popular right now. I've only known who she is for like a few months, but Aubrey Plaza is now like a, you know, she's, she's the talk of the town. I guess she's just sort of like a very eccentric actress. She's on Parks and Rec, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, but I'm starting to see her pop up in everything So she plays the mother in child's play and, uh, what else? (laughs) That's it. Like, that's my, that's my synopsis of the movie. Yeah. She plays the mother. She's a crazy person. Anyways, Aubrey Plaza, mother and child's play. Um, it's basically the premise of this one is that, um, there's, there's dolls that are like Alexa's, Alexa's and Google homes where You know, you play with the doll and it takes commands and it learns from you and it becomes your best friend, you know, and they're called buddy dolls. They're not called good guys anymore. They're called buddy dolls and some guy in the factory, you know, where they make them. Is losing his job. So he like removes the safety chip from one of them. So the reason it's a killer doll is because it's had its safety protocols removed. Uh, you find this out in the first five fucking minutes. So go fuck yourself. If you're saying I'm spoiling it and by go fuck yourself, I mean, just take a few breaths, calm. You're really not losing anything of the plot. Okay. But it was interesting because it's, it's, um, it doesn't feel like a child's play movie. As soon as you see the dolls, it was really funny. As soon as you see what the doll looks like, Crystal and I looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck? This thing looks like just, just the, it's one of those things where like the body language alone, you're like, holy fuck is that ever? That's weird. So it's, it's not like, oh, it's weird. That's creepy. We're like, oh, I don't know if I can get behind this, but, uh, Anyways, it was it was kind of like a reboot of the series. I was saying after the movie was over, I'm like, you know what? I like the idea, but I don't feel like it should have been a Child's Play movie. I think it should have just been like its own scary killer doll movie. It's not like Chucky's the only one, right? There's been like Puppet Masters and things like that over the years. But I liked the Child's Play movies. I liked Child's Play 1, 2, and then after 3 and so on, they started to kind of like lose momentum for me. I still loved seeing Chucky. I still loved hearing Brad Dourif's voice as Chucky you know but they started to get really silly and kind of like convoluted and whatnot um but this reboot or remake or whatever reimagining um it was actually a good premise and the way that they show him you know Basically, learning his evil behaviors makes sense. Uh, He was voiced by Mark Hamill, who is Luke Skywalker, Um, and and Mark Mark Hamill has also done the voice of the Joker in uh, the Batman animated series, as well as like basically all of the Batman Arkham Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, all that. Like he's done Batman and all, or sorry, Joker and all of those. So it's uh, he's a very good voice actor, Um, and he does a good job as Chucky. Um, it doesn't really sound like him, which is of course the job of a voice actor. You don't want to be like, Oh my God, that's Christopher Walken. But um, it was, it was really charming at times. And then kind of like uh, at others, like again, I don't really want to spoil anything, but you see Chucky kind of like, he, he really is like a, a kind of an AI where you watch it, take something in and then interpret it. And you go, Oh shit, I can see how you would interpret that that way. Um, so I gotta say, he didn't have as much personality as the Brad Dourif Chucky, where it's basically just a person, so you know that you can communicate and, and speak to whatever. But, um, the the Amazon Chucky was uh, fun to watch, and it was cute how they would play with him. But uh, at the end of the day, it was very difficult to. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was a child's play movie. You know, it was like iRobot meets meets like a killer doll movie kind of thing. So um, not a bad watch. It was entertaining, but I don't think that this particular iteration of, of Chucky, like, that's the thing. Like he gets his name. Cause he's like, you know, he's malfunctioning robot and he's like, Oh, what's your name? And he's like, Andy sup. And he's like, Hi Andy sup. I'm what would you like to call me? And he's like Han Solo. And he goes, did you say uh, Chucky? So he kind of just, gets given the name out of the blue by its failed software kind of thing. So it's just like, you know what? Just do a different movie. doesn't have to be child's play. doesn't have to be Chucky. Just make a killer doll movie, you know, and, uh, you know, whatever. Good, good movie. All in all was, was entertaining to watch. There was a few parts that were kind of gross, like icky. Just like some of the people, not not gory. In fact, for for a child's play movie, it really wasn't scary. I can't say. I think I jumped once in the entire movie, and normally I jump a thousand times. So whatever. It's good. Good flick. Watch it. Watch it. If you're a fan of that kind of stuff, and you, I don't think you'll be disappointed. But you'll probably agree with me where it's it it shouldn't stand. It should not be a child's play movie. It should be its own thing. But entertaining. All right. I've reacted on enough about that movie. Um, also watched a movie called, uh, or sorry, I, I don't, it's not a documentary, but it was on Netflix. It's called The Sacrifice from Darren Brown. Um, I Darren Brown did another documentary called The Push. I may have spoke about that a while back. Um, same idea as The Push. Um, The Push was a a movie, so I may as well do them both. The Push is a movie about, could you convince somebody through like social conditioning to push someone off a building, like kill someone? Um, The Sacrifices, could you convince someone through, you know, uh, not hypnosis, but like suggestive things to take a bullet for somebody that, you know, a complete stranger and not just a complete stranger, but someone that you actually would normally not like or, or, you know not take a bullet for. So the sacrifice was when I watched it. Like, can I watch this? Can this guy take a bullet for someone he doesn't like? And I downloaded it onto my phone because my intention was to watch it between my break uh, during my tastings on Saturday. I don't think anybody from karma listens to this, but this is a little incriminating. So when I've, when I've got downtime and there's nobody sampling, I'll, uh, I'll put my phone, you know, on the back of the bottles where no one can see it and, you know, watch a little bit of something. Um, so anyways, I was watching, uh, I think I've done that like twice, but anyways, um, I was watching the, the, a little bit of the, the sacrifice. And the reason I bring this up is because, uh, there was a part in the thing where the guy, I don't know, they were doing this exercise. I'm trying to save it. I would definitely say, watch, watch the sacrifice and watch the push between the two of them. I would say the push is a little more fascinating the whole way through, but like, but I, I, I teared up a couple times during the sacrifice. Um I remember there's one point where like like nobody was coming near my booth at all. And then finally uh this this thing happens and I open like my eyes welled up with tears and all of a sudden someone walks up to me and I look like a guy who's just standing in a liquor store all by himself crying. Um so yeah that was embarrassing. But uh yeah, good. The sacrifice is good. Um, I would definitely suggest I suggest them both. Um, but check out the sacrifice. That was uh that was a good thing. Okay, did I forget anything from this week? I told you guys about trying to get out east. Uh, I told you about, you know, weeping like a little bitch, uh, about being a good bitch going to the gym. Anything funny I've said? Have I said anything funny? I really have to do them in the earlier in the day when I'm when I'm not feeling like I'm racing to get it done before the day finishes. Um Yeah, you know, hey, we're all out here doing what we can to make some money. Uh comedy's gonna work out, guys. It's gonna work out. Can't be afraid. Just do it. Um, I, uh, yeah, I I don't know if I told you guys this. I listened to a book recently that's, uh, called the happiness equation and, um, the happiness equation has this really cool thing about, I think they call it some sort of cycle. I don't remember what they call it. Let's just call it for lack of a better term, the doing cycle or whatever. Um, because I can't remember what he called it in the book, but it's basically this thing talking about how, like, when you want to do something, sometimes you feel like you have to believe that you can do it or that you want to do it. And then, so it's like, it's like believing you can do it leads to the desire to do it, which leads to doing it. Right. But then it happens in a circle, right? So doing it more like whatever. So we saying that like a lot of people feel like they need to believe that they can do something or want to do something before they'll do it. And he was saying, just do it. Cause he's like, once you start doing something by doing it, you're going to believe that you're capable of doing it. Cause you're already doing it. You're like, look, I'm doing it. Oh my God. I think I can do this. And then of course, by believing that you can do it makes you more comfortable. makes you want to do it. You're like, well, I can do it. So I, I want to do it. So that's psycho. So I'm trying to push myself because lately I have not believed uh, in myself for a lot of different things. <laughs> I don't believe myself. I got it good. I got a good life and I'm not going to dwell. But what I'm just saying is I've, I've, I've been like, uh, you know, have I done everything I can? Have I given all I can give? And the answer is no. Um, I know I'm still funny despite what this podcast puts out every week. So I am working on that, um, that d- desire. So I need to start doing my, my creative writing tasks and things like that. Get back into the swing of things. So I need to just the do it part. I need to do it. And by doing it, I will feel comfortable that I can do it. And, uh, and then I'll have the desire to want to do it so I can give you guys. Oh my God, so much more funny stuff. But I also need to get up early in the morning. So I'm funny. So when I'm telling you guys, these things, I'm not rushing. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, with that, let's get to the sponsors, right? Oh my God. My partners at portablepress.com, Uncle John's bathroom readers. And this week I am reading from Uncle John's weird, weird world, who, what, where, when, and wow. It is a, a, a nice edition, a hardcover edition that they've done of their bathroom readers where they just grab a bunch of articles from different editions, but then you get a bunch of visuals to it. It's a nice coffee table sort of style. Um, bathroom reader, if you will. And I chose because money is always an issue in all of our lives. I chose an article called funny money. So years ago, uncle John owed a to- owned a toy store. One day a customer tried to pay him with a photocopy of a $20 bill. Did uncle John fall for it? Well, let's just say he doesn't think these stories are funny. So a million to one in 2004, 34 year old Alice Pike tried to pay for uh 1671 and $55 worth of merchandise at a Covington, Georgia Walmart with a $1 million bill. The clerk sensibly refused it. $1 million bills don't exist. Unfazed, Pike offered to pay with a Walmart gift card worth $2.32 plus the $1 million bill. The clerk then pretended to take it, and while Pike was waiting for her $998,331.17 change, Walmart called the cops, When they arrested her on forgery charges, they found two more $1 million bills on her. Now, here's something I want to say. First off, people give away $1 million bills that they buy in novelty shops all the time. Um, I've seen them. I've seen Canadian $1 million bills and they're cute and they're fake and they're like a souvenir kind of thing. Um, Here's the thing. I actually kind of feel bad for this person because... um, They're like, they arrested her on forgery charges, but like, what if she just got one of those like souvenir shop million dollar bills? I mean, she is a Walmart customer. It's not like she's at fucking Mensa meeting trying to pay her yearly dues with it. She's a Walmart customer who may have thought that someone gave her an actual million dollar bill. Like you'd think that the cops would, you know say, you know, this is like a novelty thing. It's not a real thing. Like it says right on it. This is not legal tender, but then again, I don't know if she actually tried to like fake her own. I wonder which president she would have put on there if she was actually trying to forge million, you're forging a million dollars. Are you forging something when it never exists in the first place? Right? Like if you're forging, that means you're copying something. You're making a fake, you know, I'm forging someone else's signature, but if that person doesn't have a signature, if that's not a thing. Are you really forging it? Anyways, next story, a fistful of yen. Police in Saitama, Japan, I don't know if I said that right, discovered more than 400 phony 1,000 yen bills in vending machines, but they don't know who made them or why. Because real $1,000 yen bills have three colored strips. On the fake bills, one strip is a photocopy, but the other two are real, lifted from real currency. So in other words, the counterfeiter cut up real $1,000 yen bills to make fake ones. Police can't figure out why someone would make counterfeit money that cost more to produce than it was worth. We did Nazi see that coming or sure. We did Nazi that coming. Uh, During World War II, the German government recruited prisoners with experience in typography, printing, and forgery for a special assignment to make counterfeit British money. The Nazis planned to flood the world market with it, uh, hoping to devalue the pound and cripple the British economy. They made 134 million pounds, which is 377 million US, in phony 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, and 50 pound notes, and then dropped them over London. But they didn't count on one thing, the honesty of the Brits... Most people picked up the cash, uh, off the street and turned it over to the police. The bank of England quickly sorry, changed the design of its bills. And then economic crisis was averted. All's fair. At the same time, the United States and England were counterfeiting German currency. Oh my God. And the running feet at the bottom of this is ratio of pay between American CEOs and their workers. Wow. 300 to one in Japan, 10 to one. So there you go. There's a, that's a fucking weird thing. It's not weird. I'm like, no one's surprised with the number, but but the ratio between American CEOs and their workers is 300 to one and in Japan, 10 to one. So that's fucking, there you go. Americans are more evil. We knew it. That guy's is funny money for my partners at portablepress.com. So just another example of uncle John's bathroom readers. You can get yourself all sorts of different stuff. This is just a nice fun coffee table. one. you throw it down, people can find a a few goofy little facts and uh, expand that brain sponge of yours to put even more things in it. My next partner of course at Absolute Comedy as I mentioned I will be at Absolute Comedy in Toronto in August, Absolute Comedy Ottawa in November and I will have Kingston dates of course in the uh coming up at the end of the year or in the new year. But in the meantime guys if you're looking for any kind of good night out go to absolutecomedy.ca to see what shows are going on in your area. <laughs> Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages, available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event want the show brought to you they'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget so for showtimes ticket prices gift certificates special shows and more head to absolute comedy.ca again that's absolute comedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across north america and i'm back and i have not forgotten my uh, my wonderful partners at dk um, I've just been, uh, been go, 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 go as of late. And I don't want to, uh, half-ass anything. So next week I will have a book, uh, from them. I am working on the how technology works book. Um, which is from the great how it works series, which has got even more books coming out, man. I'm excited. But, uh, for the time being, I didn't want to half-ass a uh, review. I want to make sure that I can actually give you guys some decent insight on it. So no DK book this week. Oh, and I'm trying to think of how to leave you guys off uh, for this week. I'm not doing touch and goes anymore. Uh, the last guest speaker lost his job for talking to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know what's going on with me in the next little bit, guys. I've got some stuff coming up. Oh, I will tell you about that other, that other thing. Um, I've got a podcast I'll be recording on Thursday. So it'll be available for you guys on Friday with, uh, the very funny Rick Curry. Great headliner performs at, uh, you know, all over North America he is a writer for the, or was a writer for the Rick Mercer report. He has written on shows like open mic with Mike Bullard, um, numerous like award shows and things like that hire him for, for punch up and the humor. Um, and, and I've worked with him many times, fucking hilarious dude. I always love watching him work. He's very, very funny. Um, so yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing a podcast with Rick on Thursday. That was him texting a couple times just to, to solidify some details, Um, And I'm also working on getting some other interviews too, guys. So I'm I'm trying to create more content. Um, I've got a new podcast in the works that'll have me and other comedians on it. So it'll be me talking with other people a little more interesting than me just talking to this fucking wall here. Um, So looking forward to, you know, giving you guys some more info on that. Um, Still looking forward to hearing from you guys about what you like about the podcast, what you don't, it helps make the podcast better. So send in your emails. We'll talk about that. And thank you very much to my pal, red red has actually sent in an email this week. So I will, uh, that's what the hell is a Gonzalez. Oh my God. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Cannot get mail. Oh, cause I turned off the fucking Wi-Fi. I used to print all of this in my notes and now I'm like, now nah, I'll just read it off the phones and stuff like that. Well, Oh my God. You're gonna get all the noises too. You know what? Fuck the Wi-Fi. I'll read it on my phone. Just reading it on my phone. Doop 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 do, do, squip. Yay! Never fucking ready. Technical issues. Yada yada yada. Vanessa, aka Red, says, "Hey Josh, since no one else has said it, my personal opinion is, please don't ever do the podcast in the car again. It gives me anxiety that I'm gonna just suddenly hear a monstrous crash followed by your screams as you die in a fiery death." Well, Red, if I die in the crash, there's no one there to upload the podcast. So don't you worry. If you're hearing my voice, I survived. I survived. I'm not Kevin Spacey at the end of, uh, what do you call it? American beauty where I'm narrating the whole time. And you're like, well, you're narrating. How are you? <gasps> but you're there. Narr- you're narrating from beyond the grave. Nope. A note about anxiety since I have anxiety, which I've learned to manage over the years. Um, I think I just tried to realize my triggers and realize that, Uh, beginning feeling of anxiety where for me, my heart starts to race and I feel disjointed and my blood is pumping and I get that fight or flight type feeling. If I feel myself starting down that path, I try to execute myself from the situation. Sorry, excuse myself. I read that that way earlier too. Uh, starting down that path, I try to excuse myself from the situation and go into a quiet room for five to 10 minutes to recompose, try to listen to some music or read a book to distract me from whatever is happening. Not sure if that helps, but figured I'd share my coping mechanisms in case it helps others. By doing this, I've managed to decrease the length of my anxiety attacks and short and sort of stop them before they get too damaging. My anxieties when they go bad would lead me to acting like that dog caught in a corner where I lash out unnecessarily at people and damage my relationships. So for me, trying to manage my anxiety means I can do a I can be a better friend and maintain the relationships that I want to keep and not sabotage. Uh, but anyways, knowing your triggers and trying to avoid them or recognizing them when they are present in your life will help you be more aware of yourself and maybe manage your anxiety. Not much else going on for me in Southwestern Ontario. Just enjoying the summer weather. All the best to you, buddy. Well, Red, thank you for for writing in. I do appreciate it. Um, this is something I've been talking, uh, l- like I said, on the I think the last episode, or actually, I think I mentioned on the episode that got pulled is Crystal's been working a lot with me with my anxiety and giving me, you know, little coping mechanisms and things like that. So, um, I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate, um, I appreciate a lot of people being supportive. Like it's funny because the episode that got pulled, I spent a lot of time in the beginning talking about anxiety. So a few people have heard it and they didn't take anything negative, about the other, you know, what I talked about in the episode, they just were like, Hey man, sorry that you're, you know, basically you onesies that heard it. You got what I was trying to say. The people that tried to listen to it maliciously. And I don't want to say that they were trying to listen maliciously, but they, if you go into something going, I wonder if someone's saying anything bad about me. It's like, it's easy. If you go in with that, you know, your brain's a powerful tool. If you listen to something and you're trying to find something negative, well, then it's easy to take something and put that skew on it potentially. Um, but if you are listen to some of the positive, like that's the thing, you guys don't come to the podcast going, man, I can't wait to jump down Josh's throat this week. Very few have, and guess what? They found something, even though there was no malice there. Um, you know, listen, to episode nine, you'll hear someone giving me shit in an email about good intentions, which is uh, still blows my mind. But you know what? I have as much control over other people as they do over me. You know what I mean? So again, I, I thank, I thank those of you who heard that. And you heard me talking about anxiety and I appreciate you guys reaching out regarding it. So what I want to say is, um, I appreciate everyone who's reached out. I appreciate the love and support. And I, and I want to return that love and support to other people who are having anxious things. Here's something I've been wondering lately. I keep saying I have anxiety but I'm starting to wonder if I actually have anxiety or if it's something else. Like I know neuro, I know I definitely have neuroses about things and certain OCD habits, but here's the thing. Like, I guess I used to think anxiety was like anxiety attacks where you feel like where you were describing the the dog, the dog in a corner or whatever. I don't really get the panic attacks. I don't really get that. What I, what I feel like I get is I'm not like, you know, Hey, I live, a live a good day. And then all of a sudden I'll, I'll, you know, at some point, maybe once or twice a week, I'll have these panic attacks. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's not how it happens. Maybe it happens. People have panic attacks all day, every day. All I know is that I, I don't have the can't breathe. My heart's racing in my chest, but I get a, a sense of like, a, I'm anxious. My leg's shaking all the time. I can't stop thinking about things that are you know, not necessarily important, but I'm like, I'm constantly like feeling like I'm trying to protect myself from bad things that are happening and overanalyzing situations. So I feel like there's an anxiousness, you know, about it. And I was talking with Crystal, but I'm like, I don't ever feel like I get panic attacks. You know, I, I really like, I, I really don't think I do. Um And if if you have to get panic attacks in order to actually have anxiety, then I don't think I have anxiety. Um, however, other symptoms of, of anxiety you know, like I said, overthinking, dwelling, not being able to move forward. Um, I really can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm like, I think I was speaking with someone where I'm like, I go through worst case scenarios in my head. So I'm basically like, if some, if, if I'm preparing for something and then I, and I, you know, I'm like, okay, what could go wrong? And I, and I don't look at it like a logical calm, like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, what's something that could go wrong? If I did that in situations that I wasn't worried about, I would have brought sunscreen and my, my dental kit and stuff like that. You know, on Sunday, instead of getting a sunburn and and having gross shit in my teeth by the end of the day, you know, it's more of like when something happens, that's important to me. You know, if I care about you or if I care about somebody, you know, myself or whatever it is, it's more like, okay, what could go wrong that could totally fuck this up for me? You know, and I start to like go through my head, all these different scenarios. And the idea is it's to try to prevent or protect from things bad things happening. And one of the things, you know, uh, frustrating situations and whatnot, crystals sort of helped talk me through. Like she, again, she's been a godsend guys. Like I really do appreciate the, the patience. Cause it's not easy to listen to. it. I'm, I'm sure when I hear anxious energy, like it's one of those things where like it brings us out of each other or whatever. So I do appreciate the, the compassion and the patience she's had when just sort of listening and trying to operate tools because she does, you know, she works, as she's mentioned in the past, she's still in a field where it works with people with anxiety and, um, autism and behaviors and things like that. So she's got tools, you know, that, that help. But the idea is like, I, I basically will look at a situation and I will try to find something that could go wrong. And the reason is, is not to shit on it. I was discussing this with Simon Uh, earlier this week is that it's not that I'm trying to shit on something or be negative. It's that I'm trying to prepare for something bad that can happen. Um, because my experience in life has been that a lot of things I don't prepare for generally tend to happen. Um, and again, not like, oh, you got a sunburn. It's more like, oh shit, I did this and now I'm going to lose a bunch of money. Oh shit, I did this. I'm going to, you know, so I, I've built this defense mechanism to try to be prepared for situations. But, um, in talking with crystal this week, you know, about something different. She was like, well, it's like a lot of it's control. You know, a lot of it is you're trying to control every situation and it's just not possible with, with a lot of you, my friends who are parents, you know, imagine I'm sure a lot of you guys would probably get the most anxious when it comes to your kids, like worrying about your kids and, you know, okay, we got to protect them from this and protect them from that. Cause right now your kids are under care all the time, but at some day your kids are going to go to school by themselves or, or, you know, walk to school or take a bus or whatever. And, and you're going to worry about them, you know, cause you love your kids. It's not because you want to, you know, we're not like, we're not telling our kids to give us a call when they get to a party or whatever, because we want them to not have fun. It's because we want to make sure that they're okay. Cause we love them and we care about them. And, and that's kind of where my anxiety comes is, is I, I go through that level of anxiety for myself. And unfortunately the people that I care about and that I love, I, I, uh, unintentionally, um, project that same shit onto them. So I'm trying to learn to like, you know, Crystal was, was helping me with something back when I was in Montreal and she's like, you know, it's like when something happens, you know you live through all of these terrible scenarios. You go through them all stress wise and everything. And then if nothing happens, it's like you went all through that all at nothing. Why why don't you just, you know, if let's just do the thing and if it happens, then we'll deal with it then. And I'm trying to implement that. I'm actually having little bits of successes by trying not to do that. But I'm 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 more mindful of the fact that, you know, when something happens I I kinda I kinda dive right into it like it's not when something happens, sorry, but when a situation, a, a scenario comes up, I kind of go through all the bad experiences at uh, the beginning and it kind of gives the people around me the impression that I'm being critical or negative of the situation. Um, and I don't want that. And, and like I've said before, it's, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm trying to, you know, make people feel unhappy or uncomfortable with what we're talking about. It's more, I look at the situation in my brain, my anxious brain immediately goes and do, okay, well, if we're going to do this, what could go wrong so we can protect against it and, You know, and that's not, that's no way to live your life because you know what? You can plan for all sorts of shit and there can still be stuff that happens. And, and it actually takes away from the joy of, of things, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not looking forward to something because you're just panicked and worried about it, it's not a, it's not a good thing. So like I said, I'm not sure if I actually have anxiety or not. I feel anxious all the time. I worry all the time. I'm afraid of situations and scenarios coming up. Um, but I don't actually have the attacks, you know, I almost wish like I'd have a panic attack once a day and then that was it. And then the rest of the time I could just think normal. But, um, all that's to say, I appreciate that red. I, um, I guess I'm my, my, like you said, acknowledging your triggers. My triggers is, um, I guess, uh, you know, more situations coming up. I'm a, I'm a pessimist. I don't want to be, but I'm a pessimist. And, um, I've had, I've had a lifetime of like absolutely ridiculous things happening. Like, what are the odds? I'm like, well, I don't know. One to one for me, like, I'm not trying to victimize myself, but that's how it feels. My feelings are, you know, the more, whenever in my life I've tried to prepare for something and I've gone through the horrible scenarios, they're a lot less likely to happen when I don't prepare for something. When I don't think about the negatives, I find that that's when shit tends to happen. Um, but I got to change my mindset to be able to get past it because otherwise I'm just, you know, like I said, all the times that nothing happens, I still went through it and and i seem seemed to be like a worry word for nothing. So, um, I appreciate it. I'm going to keep working on it. I'm going to keep trying to, to learn more and develop more tools. But yeah, the, my, my first, my main thing that I'm working on right now is trying not to bring, uh, uh a negative outlook into conversations with people. Cause I don't want, I don't want to take away from other people. If other people, I would never wish this on anybody, you know, the feelings and shit that I go through. So I'm kind of projecting it on them when, when I just I happen to, you know, start doing it. I swear it comes from a place of love, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So, um, that's my, my thing that I'm working on right now is recognizing when I'm being anxious and needlessly and trying not to put that on the people that I care about. So yeah, Thank you for your email fuck you guys <laughs> when it comes to the whole I know I know I get too much on this but this this is my life right now so I'm trying to bring this podcast in a more you know funny kind of thing but right now there's not a whole lot of funny going on in my life I'm not even writing a lot about a up. so I want to uh I want to have some more stuff for you guys soon in terms of the 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 stand-up information um and I'm sort of getting in the habit of doing the exercise and the eating right. I want to incorporate the writing in, which I'm going to try to do this evening. Uh, once everything else gets done, there's so much work, Ugh. but no negatives. I feel like this episode wasn't a whole lot of me bitching. Uh, saw a good movie, saw a good documentary slash entertainment thing. Um, spent some time barbecuing gonna to try to keep keep bringing up my barbecue game. Had, uh, I barbecued fucking veggie burgers yesterday. I was proud of myself, you know, wasn't even the red meat. So anywho, I hope you guys have a great week. I look forward to, uh, you know, chatting with you next week and having even more fun stuff to tell you about. I got that podcast with Rick Curry coming up this week, as well as uh, some more activations this weekend. Um, next time I talk to you guys, uh, you know, it'll be after Canada day. So I hope you enjoy Canada day here in Canada. Um, you know, I think I will be, uh, right before the 4th of July for my good old Yank friends. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great week. I will tell you about all sorts of other things I got coming up. I'm going to be doing more of this, uh, more of these activations, even on Canada day, I'm going to be up on Parliament Hill. Um, and, uh, and just in the sun. So this week, sunscreen, food, dental stuff, I'll be more prepared for it, but, uh, hopefully, uh, Friday be a great episode for you guys. Nice interview. Uh, and besides that, I will talk to you guys next week.